Welcome to Fearless Hustle Collective, a podcast for creative female entrepreneurs and a home to honest conversations about the ups and downs of running your own business. This week's episode is with Olivia Tripp, the founder of Weekend In, an agency helping independent brands connect, engage and grow their audiences. I talked to Olivia about influencer marketing, taking the leap into the unknown and growing your business. Before we jump into the conversation, I just wanted to say thank you so much for all of those who have listened to the first um, episode. Uh, We managed to make it into uh, number 12 on the business charts, which is incredible, and I'm just so grateful for your support. And now over to Olivia. Hi, hello. Hi, how are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. I'm excited to chat to you. Good, yeah, me too. Right, so um, for those who may not know you, um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and um, how you started? Yeah, so I'm Olivia and I run Weekend In. Um, so I, I guess I'll start with how I started and then maybe go on to what I do now. So so I, I used to work for a lingerie company um, and I was doing all of their digital marketing um, and I was there for a few years um, doing everything from like social media, website um blogs influencer marketing everything like that so um, I was there for a few years decided to um leave and try and go freelance um and whilst I well basically whilst I was working with the lingerie company I was doing a lot of influencer marketing work and and I find that really interesting um and it worked really well for them and like whilst we were there it was we started with a few thousand followers on Instagram and, and when I left they, they had over 30,000 followers and I think a lot of that was to do with influencer marketing. Um, so when I left I decided to create this event which was called the Weekend In event and it was actually on a weekend which is where like <laughs> the name came from um, and the in was connecting influencers and independent businesses and um, so it was kind of across a weekend and there were workshops and talks hosted by the independent businesses and the influencers came along, um, took part, took photos and shared on their social media and blogs and things. So since then, um, I've then also, I was in the background of that, I was doing social media management um, and now I've kind of combined everything and, and rather than being just me, it's there's a couple of us and it's, it's weekend in and we do social media, influencer marketing and event organisation. Sounds great. So um, when you finished school, what? so was that your first job that you took on? Yeah, basically. So I didn't actually go to university. Um, I I was kind of planning to, to do that. And then, I don't know, decided I, I wasn't really wanting anymore to be in education anymore. Um, and I'd much prefer just to like kind of get a job. And, and I, I worked in retail and I also did quite a few internships. So mainly in digital marketing which I guess I, I, I don't know how I was to know that I would still want to be doing this but it just worked that those things came up and, and I really enjoyed them um, and then I had an internship with um, the lingerie company and that then turned into a job so that was like my first proper job and I was there yeah for a few years after that. So that's great so you, so you had a chance to um, try it out so to speak and then yeah, and what was really good about it was it was a really it was a small business. Um, so there was kind of a few people in the office, but it was like a global company. So I was I was doing a lot of different things that I wouldn't have done if I was in a huge company because um, it was basically just me doing digital marketing, and um, I think I I got kind of threw into the deep end, which was a good thing. 
So would you say you've kind of learned everything that you know now through that job? Was that kind of the main, your main education, so to speak, for, for, for that field? Yeah, I think so. And to be honest, I think like it's not really, some of it's not kind of being taught it or kind of learning it. Obviously, you need to learn it as you go. But actually just being like really interested in social media and um, kind of always keeping up with what's going on, I guess, is the main way of kind of <laughs> learning it. And then and then obviously being able to be in that company and, and try it all out there. Um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I definitely think that it's it's important to kind of learn things through just just trying things out and and like you say, you just um, you were thrown in in the deep end, so you just had to kind of get on with it, really. Yeah, definitely. I think having the responsibility and um, kind of being in control of it was was a good thing because if I if I went to a, a huge company, I'd just be kind of doing one tiny thing and. Yeah, it was nice to be able to do everything, basically. So how did you find your first clients when you decided to go freelance? Um, was that on alongside uh, your full-time job at the time? So I, I left my job in the September. Before that, I did have like one social media client on the side, but it was really small, um, not very much money at all. And I was just kind of doing it just because it came up and yeah I, I went for that so I left in the September and I actually went on like a month-long trip around America um, and whilst I was there I did a little bit of emailing of people to set up some things when I got home um, so I was basically just emailing so I'm from Bristol and I was emailing like new openings in Bristol um, the first thing was for a bakery which just opened in Bristol and I just basically emailed them first and then got a meeting with him and and did that um yeah and then actually to begin with um before I did the event uh, some of the things that I was doing was I was freelance but it was for like kind of PR companies or, or other marketing companies and I was just kind of, kind of coming in for a day and doing that kind of thing um but after after the event it was then Christmas and after Christmas it kind of kicked off properly um with actual social media clients that I was then working for. Kind of tracking back a little bit, um, when you say you you quit your job, was that always the intention? Did you always know that you'd want to go travelling for a little bit? So we wanted to go away. Um, I'd been there for three years and I just thought, well, kind of now's the time and there's no point. I, I mean, maybe I could have asked my boss to, to go away for that time and she might have had me back. But... I just decided like there's no point of staying um for any longer like I I'm quite I quite like change and <laughs> I needed just to do something different um and the three the freelance thing I guess it was a bit of a I kind of was just like I'll just try and see if it works um and there wasn't like a big master plan um and I wasn't really sure if it was going to work but I just thought oh I'll give it a go and like I've always liked the idea of working for myself and then I had this idea of the event so I was like I'll just give this a go and see how it works and the event went really well um which I've now obviously kept on doing yeah so uh, so tell me a little bit about the event the first event that you organized how how did you do that obviously did you kind of have connections with influencers um already or did you reach out was it kind of cold emails how, how did so, you do it yeah so I actually kept it um so I said I was from Bristol but I basically I kept it kind of southwest based for the first one which worked really well because there were people that I've already spoken to or kind of know about and um 
I mean, I didn't know anybody really, really well, but there were there were some connections, and and because I, I was in Bristol, it was um, easier to get people to agree to it. So I kept with yeah, southwest based brands and southwest based influencers, and actually, although yeah, some of it was was kind of cold emailing, but I think it was quite a new concept that that they were kind of being emailed, and the fact that it was southwest based, I guess, is quite targeted for them. Um, so yeah, I, I just gave it a go and, and got some really nice brands that I was like really pleased to work with. And then obviously from, from the next one, I then had kind of the case study for the one before. But I think that it was a bit of a risk and, and that there was no, there was nothing kind of from my side that they could see and be like, oh, she's done this already. Um, yeah, that's that's a problem, isn't it? When you're just starting out with something, you've got a great idea, but you actually haven't got anything to show for it. Um, yeah. So I'm assuming it made it a lot easier to market for the future events once the first one was kind of under your belt. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I could show them kind of the coverage from that, um, all the images. I got a really nice photographer, so we had like really nice images that we can then use and, and kind of share ongoing yeah that's um, really key isn't it actually um particularly with instagram why did you decide to work with independent brands how did that kind of become your ideal client um i think that it's just i've always kind of been interested in that um i'm not I, i'm not like a massive kind of high street shopper and i really like discovering new brands and I think it is kind of the discovery part um which leads me to to the independent brands um I really I'm really into design so a lot of my clients and kind of who I want to work with are design-led um and I just think you you get something different with an independent brand that you don't get with um kind of a huge like a massive brand that everybody knows about so it's it's the uniqueness um and also I mean it's really nice to support them um because I do know now I know a lot of kind of independent brand owners and it's really nice to be able to support them and and help them I do I do actually now work with some people that aren't independent but I think um it's kind of as long as they've got the right the right fit kind of the right morals they're like a nice brand to work with then I'm happy to to work with them as well because I think obviously these smaller brands are wanting to be big and I, I don't want to kind of stop working with people when they're big if that makes sense yeah, because of course they, you don't they want all to... they started off small so <laughs> yeah of course you don't want to limit yourself in that in that sense yeah definitely yeah and obviously like in terms of actually running a business like independent businesses they don't have as as much money as the bigger brands as well so it's trying to like have that balance of of helping people but also trying to make it into a profitable business for me as well so it's is working that out but I think at the moment I've got quite a nice balance because I, I'm, I am working with quite a few independents and kind of um supporting them but then I've got a couple of other things as well yeah it's great it's good to kind of mix it up a little bit and and not um I suppose it, it keeps you on your toes a little bit and it gives that variety to work yeah definitely and yeah like I said I, as long as they still feel like the right fit I wouldn't work with kind of huge um corporate brands that <laughs> that I have no interest in it's only it's only it's only kind of businesses that I'm interested in anyway yeah that makes sense um so you offer social media management don't you as as part of weekend in 
Yeah. So, so the social media accounts that you manage, do you are they heavily curated? Would you say? I'm kind of referring to Instagram mainly because obviously that's very much image based. So. Yeah. So I do mainly do Instagram for clients. I mean, we do other other social media platforms as well but Instagram is the main one mainly because I'm working with like design-led businesses so products that look nice um and that people are really interested in on Instagram um so are they kind of heavily created curated I think that it really it really depends on on the profile that I'm working for. So I have maybe at the moment five different social media clients and they all look very different. Um, and it all just depends on kind of who their market is and kind of what people want to see and and what their, their vision is as well. Yeah. Would you say, so what kind of tools do you use to plan, um, for Instagram in particular? I use later, um, which is, basically just a planning app um where you can see kind of how how they fit in the grid I I wouldn't just post images without like kind of fitting them together um it always does kind of flow together and um and yeah look nice as a as a curated feed um but I think sometimes um feeds are very heavily curated and I think pretty much none of mine that I work for are um but they do yeah they are planned but maybe you wouldn't notice it (laughs) straight away yeah no I think it's um it's important to keep it curated to a certain extent but you don't want it to become kind of this almost soulless um feed that's just too yeah just too curated not personal enough yeah, definitely. And it's it's kind of making sure, like in that top nine, for example, that you can see what the business is, what they stand for, um, like the visuals. So it, it's always making sure that those things are there. But yeah, in a, maybe a bit of a more relaxed way than some feeds are. I think it works really well for some, but um, I guess the businesses that I'm working for, maybe kind of a lot of it is telling their story. And, and when it's too kind of imagery based and really thought out then maybe you can't see that as much and would you say telling um the story of the brand particularly when it comes to independent brands would you say that telling the story of the owner or of of the business owner is is important yeah definitely um i think that we're really as as consumers i think we are really interested in kind of who's behind the brand um what the story is and and kind of why we should be supporting them and uh, yeah a lot of the businesses that I work for do have a really interesting story and um I think that is important to to show that also like with the events that I do um the brand owners are usually the ones taking the sessions and I think that is really valuable because they're the influencers can actually see behind the brand can see um who started it why they started it and I think that's that's kind of a a key thing about the events is that is that they can see that because you you kind of you see a product on a shelf and you might not um you might not be as emotionally attached to it when as when you kind of meet the owner and they tell you about why it's made and, and the concept behind it yeah absolutely I think people connect with people don't they so it's I think having that face to kind of um refer back to is important yeah definitely definitely Um, so would you say influencer marketing 
does it suit small businesses or do you think it's better suited to kind of bigger brands definitely um actually kind of all the things that I've done with influencer marketing it has mainly been small businesses um a lot of the work that I do isn't paid for influencers so it's um basically offering them the product or offering them to come to the event and then they're kind of sharing about it on their feed I think what's quite nice about that is that it is quite authentic um because they they're not going to say yes to just receiving a product if they if they don't love it um so I'm quite I'm quite kind of I want that to be a key thing that they really do love it and I think sometimes when money is in the equation you you're not sure if that is the case or whether they just want the <laughs> the fee yeah, um and obviously there are some things and especially if when you are working with influencers there are some things that are time consuming and and they're creating amazing content and you, you might have to pay them or you should pay them but um with the yeah with the brands that I've been working with kind of sending product um as long as they've got something really nice then influencers are quite happy to 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 share about it but I think yeah it's it's really just picking the right ones basically just making sure that you've got the right influencers that really do love the product yeah so would you say you kind of curate a list of uh influencers that come along to the events yeah so each of the events they usually have like a theme or um kind of yeah a, a type of influencer and a type of brand that we go for and then we make sure that they fit really well um because you do see some things on people's feeds that don't fit at all and and I think that it needs to make sense and spe- like for their audience and for them to to enjoy it yeah of course it's kind of mutually beneficial in that way then isn't it yeah definitely definitely I saw that you did a slow living retreat um do you mind telling us a little bit about that yeah so that was um similar to the other influencer events so so basically people the influencers would come along um they took part in the workshops and talks and, and shared about it on their social media and um, but this one everybody stayed over um it was at the Elmley Nature Reserve in Kent which was just amazing <laughs> um and we had some really big influences and I, I guess but the draw was the fact that they could stay in this amazing place and and it was a really really nice couple of days um so yeah we had um all slow living themed influencers um and also brands so the brands it was really about the story I think in this one even more um it wasn't just about products it was about telling that brand story um and there were some really interesting um talks and and workshops and and then yeah those influencers then shared on their social media and their blogs to promote the brands involved basically yeah that sounds amazing so how long would you say it usually takes to plan an event um not perhaps the retreat but just the day events that you run I think it takes well I it it really does depend because we have we have run events we've kind of planned them in two months and then they've gone ahead um but also we've we've planned in maybe five months but then you're kind of you're starting to work on it at the beginning and then maybe there's a slow period and then you and you work quite hard on it at the end so it's not kind of constant planning for five months (laughs) um and and because we're working on so many other things it's, it's not constant planning so I think that 
it's a couple of months um, works, especially as you're obviously you need to make sure people's availability. So it can't be any quicker than that because the brands need to be involved. Um, influencers need to be involved um, and they need to know kind of when and where. Yeah, of course. Um, and when planning kind of so far in advance, do you find that you need to block some time off for yourself just to have some time off or how does it work? So I think I, I'm quite good anyway at, at, um, at, at kind of taking weekends off and, and things like that. So I guess, yeah, it, it's not, I don't specifically book time off kind of afterwards or, or before. Um, but yeah, the, there's so many things happening at the same time um, <laughs> that, that we're, we're, we're working on so many different things so we might even be working on a few events at the same time um and it's just kind of constant rather than it being like okay here's three months of working on this and then two months on this it's more kind of lots of things going on at the same time and then there's kind of always a busy period just before each of the events or each of the things that we're doing yeah of course and do you find it hard to switch off when you've got so many things so many projects going on at the same time um so I, I so the kind of last year I felt fine on that respect um I felt like I could kind of stop in the evenings and stop on the weekends um but this year I have had lots of things um going on and it has felt a bit hectic um I've got two more events in June and then and then I've got kind of a quieter period so I am looking forward to having that quieter period and not having um all the events especially as a lots of so I, I do I run other events called how to build a brand which is um helping small business owners build their brand basically um, but those are run on weekends because a lot of these people have it's kind of like a side job um so they have full-time jobs in the week so that then does approach on into the into the weekend as well so <laughs> it has been has been lots going on but I am quite good at, at at just switching off and taking like a weekend off or, or taking a day off if I need to. Um, and yeah. I have I have got a, a couple of others that work for me just a couple of days a week. So it's nice because I can put get them to do things and it's not kind of all on me, which is nice. Yeah, I was just going to ask about that. So when did you decide you needed extra help in your business? When did it become kind of just a little bit too much for you to manage uh, by yourself? Yeah, so the the summer influencer event last year, um, I decided to ask, like kind of put a, a job ad out for an intern um, to help me basically just organise the event, contact all the brands and the influencers. Um, just it was it was meant to be, I think, for a couple of months just before the event and then helping on the day. Um, and so Emily who now works with me she applied for that and and she came she worked with me um interning for for those couple of months and then basically when the event ended I decided <laughs> I wanted to keep her I was like please don't go <laughs> so I then decided to take her on one day a week um and just it's on a freelance basis and she does some other freelance work so it works quite well that way um but yeah it started just one day a week and and 
since then, because I have her, I've been able to accept more and more things. And, and I don't need to say no to things because I'm kind of at full capacity because I can just kind of take Emily on a bit more. So now Emily works with me three days a week. Um, and I've also got somebody called Phoebe who's just starting one day a week as well. So it's quite, it's nice to, to be able to um, draw on those and and obviously, if if I get more work, I can ask them to work more. So it's, it's worked quite well. I think people are kind of scared to get people to to help, but it does open up a lot of opportunities because I'm able to say yes to a lot more things. Yeah, I think it's um it's a fear of mine actually. Um, it's it's tricky, isn't it, when it's kind of your baby, you've worked on something yourself for a long time with no kind of external help, and all of a sudden you've got to um share that with someone I think it's yeah yeah it can be quite um scary so yeah I think what's um what's been quite good for me I guess is just putting the responsibility yeah onto somebody else for certain things so now the influencer events that we run Emily is basically the brand's point of contact and the influencer's point of contact for the whole thing and that is massive for me because I'm not having to kind of follow up with all these people and um and I can I I obviously know what's going on and, and she updates me each time but but it's nice to be able to not have to kind of think about that and, and my email inbox is <laughs> pretty full anyway so to have all those extra people in there would be a lot um yeah I yeah just... I understand why it's why it's scary and to be honest first it she didn't have that responsibility it was just um helping kind of find brands put them in a spreadsheet that kind of thing but then it, it then became more and more and now it's kind of passed over to her which is really nice yeah I can imagine you uh, don't have to email as much which which must feel good yeah <laughs> although there's all the other emails for everything else <laughs> yeah of course but at least yeah there's a tiny bit load off um yeah definitely yeah. so um in April of this year um you celebrated one year in business um is that right yeah um so basically I was freelance before that but that was kind of a year of weekend in as it as it is now so before that it was it was just a few months um kind of doing the freelance stuff and, and working for different companies but then now that was yeah a year of, of weekend in <laughs> so what are your kind of goals for the coming year uh, where do you see yourself I think just continuing to grow um I'd love to kind of take the girls on even more like more time um work with even more amazing brands um the events I absolutely love so so doing private events for for brands like influencer events that kind of thing which we have got a few coming up which is nice um so yeah I think it's just continuing to grow um we've got like a little office at the moment um but it's pretty basic and I'd like to be in somewhere bigger and nicer um so yeah I think it's just it's just continuing to to grow as it is I'm really enjoying it um and all the work that I'm doing which is really nice um it has been kind of really busy um so I would like to be able to be at a stage where I don't feel as busy but there's also a lot of things going on if that makes sense um so I guess that's with the help of of um, Emily and Phoebe and anybody else who who helps um so yeah, so maybe feeling a little bit more relaxed because <laughs> it's been, I think because there's so many new things, it's, uh, my brain is kind of focusing on it um, so much, but I think, yeah, once we get into the swing of it and I think it will be easier to manage. So yeah, kind of feeling more relaxed, but still lots of things going on and um, events and, 
and working with some more amazing clients. Yeah, of course, as the um, owner of the business, you're kind of responsible for for it all, really. So you, you've got to kind of stay on top so I can understand that um, it's not always too relaxing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> luckily, I mean, I'm quite positive and quite um, generally quite relaxed. So <laughs> whereas I kind of I can feel in my brain, it's a little bit crazy, but um, but it yeah I'm not too bad I'm still really enjoying it and and I do and I do get time to to yeah take the weekend off and actually tomorrow's my birthday and we're we're taking the day off and (laughs) going on explore which is like really nice to be able to do oh that's amazing that sounds great well happy birthday for tomorrow in that case (laughs) (laughs) um so what would you say uh, were your favorite projects that you've worked on recently was there any kind of particular brands or any particular events that you've really enjoyed that you'd want to do more of um so the slow living retreat was really good and it kind of that's how I imagine I guess each of the influencer events it is really it would be great if everybody could stay over and everybody could kind of be immersed in this um in these brands for kind of two days or however it's just obviously organizing that so yeah that worked really well um Brands, I've got quite a few new brands that I'm working with, which is really nice, and they are all like going really well. Um, and, and I'm really happy with the sorts of brands that I'm kind of attracting now, um, because I guess in my head at the beginning, I knew what sort of brands I wanted to work with, but now I can see that those brands are, are kind of being attracted to me, which is really nice. So yeah, it's um, yeah, I'm happy with the brands that I'm working with, and um, yeah. That's great. So the kind of work you put out on Instagram and on your website kind of draws um, your ideal client in. So yeah, which I have kind of only just noticed recently, which has been really nice. And I think it's just so obviously with with the influencer events that I'm running, I'm able to curate the my favorite brands and, and kind of put them all together. So then I'm showing that I'm working with those sorts of brands and then those sorts of brands are coming to me, which is really nice um, because obviously, yeah, I want to be able to work with those brands that I really love. Yeah, of course. So how would you say you find your clients now or, or do they find you? Do they find you through Instagram or do you do you kind of do a lot of networking? How, how do you get your clients now? Yeah, it is a bit of a mixture. So I'm... Um, some people come to me, um, which is nice, um, and it's good kind of to to see that those things are working. For example, like Instagram and um, and actually like Google search, you can um, find me. So those kind of things, it's it's really great to see those working. Um, other than that, I think a lot of a lot of stuff is recommended by others. So I think like the networking thing. Although I don't go to kind of networking events, I go to some things like talks and I also run my workshops and I run these events so I think a lot of a lot of that is is kind of meeting people and then recommending to others um and then also yeah clients that I work for already recommending me to other people which is nice um yeah it's a bit of a mixture and then sometimes I might just see an opportunity or or see that somebody could um benefit from the things that we're offering and we contact them that way that sounds great. Um, so what kind of lessons or tips could you share with those just starting out in their kind of business journey? Do you have any My, kind of golden tips? 
Yeah, so my I think my main thing that I will always say with this question is to just go for it. I didn't really give myself much of a chance to kind of think about it too much or plan it out too much, like the freelance thing and and um, working for myself. But it did it just worked out really well. So I think it's just go for it um, be really open and, and kind of up for learning. I did, I did um, a kind of six month program, which helped my business. So it's like kind of be open to learning, go to workshops, talks and um, meet people, that kind of thing. So yeah, I think just kind of go for it and just to be open and ready to kind of try your hand at different things. Um, when I first started, I, I mean, the the brands that I started working for, maybe they're not the sort of brands that I want to work for now, but it was just kind of, I just need to go for it. And then, and then I, I kind of managed to, to get to this point where I'm now working with the brands that I really want to. So yeah, I think just kind of don't be scared. And um, sometimes it's easy to like kind of think about things and, and not actually not try it. And yeah, I think- Not key... take that step um, to actually yeah, get definitely. it going, yeah. I think it takes a while as well to find your kind of ideal clients and um, it's kind of a tried and tested um, yeah, definitely. period where you've got to see who you're actually going to enjoy working with. Um, it takes a while, doesn't it? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And you don't know yet until you've tried it and you might really enjoy working with someone and yeah, each time you learn. And also kind of with, with the money aspect, it's like you don't, you don't realise how much work thing how much time things take and you might charge too little but I think you've just got to just got to give it a go and then next time you know yeah absolutely you kind of learn as you go and I think that's it's definitely true in my case that it kind of you've you've just got to go for it and just just see how it goes yeah definitely and Um, it's been the best thing that I've done so (laughs) that's amazing would you say you could go back to an ordinary job (laughs) I don't think so I think it would have to be something really amazing, really amazing, like the most amazing brand and also doing, yeah, the, a job that I was kind of quite in control of anyway and that kind of thing. I can't imagine just kind of sitting at a desk and being told what to do. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I think most um, people I speak to who have taken that leap um, feel the same way, that it's just once you've kind of tasted that freedom almost, um it's it's hard to go back isn't it yeah definitely yeah I think it I think it would just have to be something like really amazing a really good opportunity yeah I wouldn't kind of rule it out but at the moment I'm definitely not looking to do that (laughs) well it sounds like your business is growing um really well so I I wouldn't see that kind of being a even a possibility um (laughs) when you first kind of jumped into self-employment did you were you kind of financially prepared for that or did you was it just you decided you wanted to change you wanted um to try something new and you just went for it were you kind of prepared uh no not really (laughs) so so as I said I I was going away for um five weeks and I I guess that was kind of a buffer period because I obviously had the money for the five weeks because it was the holiday um and in that time I was able to to do a little bit of email and, and I mean not much but just setting up some things so when I got home um and then when I got home I think I was probably skint for <laughs> maybe three four months and then it started to actually make money and, and I was okay so I think um I, like my I don't have too many outgoings luckily um I don't drive my house 
it's pretty cheap, which is nice. Um, so I wasn't kind of in too much um, trouble, but I did have to borrow money from my boyfriend for rent. <laughs> and actually, it was Christmas, and I was like, really sorry, everyone, but <laughs> you can't get much this year. <laughs> I think it's um, one of those things, isn't there? There's, it? There's a buffer period in which you, you've got to just um, make it work, and it, it takes time, doesn't it? I did actually... Um, I I worked in do you know Papersmiths they're a, I do, a yeah. stationery yeah. shop in Bristol so I actually did a little bit of part-time work there whilst I was freelancing to begin with so that was kind of a little bit of an income so I think you just do what you you need to do to make it work so um yeah and then I mean I think in the January so I left in September I think in the January I was like oh wow I'm, I'm making money now <laughs> and it yeah, actually that must have felt amazing like, yeah definitely um, okay, so um, before you go, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. Um, what would you say is your favourite book that you've kind of recently read? Yeah, so I actually, I'm not much of a reader, but actually I've just downloaded, um, well, a few months ago I downloaded Audible and I've been listening to to books on there because I, I feel like I never get the chance to kind of sit down and, and read a book. But um, obviously on Audible, they they play it to you <laughs> through your ears so it's nice to be able to just like walk places and, and hear it but anyway yeah so I, I I listened recently to So You've Been Publicly Shamed by John Ronson don't know if you've heard that I haven't actually no I might have to add it I've got like a list of books that <laughs> I am yet to read yeah so. so it's um it's basically it's kind of a sociology book I think um but it's basically about kind of people on Twitter and, and kind of saying bad things. So somebody, I don't know, might make a racist comment and, and it comes up and it goes viral. And it's like how the 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 punishment of that by kind of everybody shaming them um it doesn't really match what they said. And and I think it's just quite interesting. It it wasn't like a business book. It was just kind of a more about people and about um, why they do what they do. And I just find it really interesting. And obviously being social media, that was interesting to me as yeah, well. Yeah, that sounds interesting. It definitely does. I might give it a read. Yeah, um, it was really good. Yeah, great. Um, who would you like to see or hear interviewed on this podcast next? So I actually, I work, um, I've been helping um, a client recently trying to get her message out and I actually think it would be a really nice one to to feature so um there's a company called Moss who they're a design studio um and Sarita and Rob own it and and basically Sarita's got a really an amazing story um they started the the brand because of basically a tragic event that happened to them and it's a really interesting story and I think yeah to be able to listen to that story would be great Thank you. Yeah, I'm actually familiar with the story. Um, yeah, I follow them on, on Instagram. So um, yeah, that that would be a, a good match, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think just kind of not just talking about um, business, but also kind of why, why you start these things and um, kind of the inspirations behind it, I think is quite interesting. So yeah, I think she's a really interesting one to hear from. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, okay, well, thank you so, so much for your time today, um, for chatting to me. Um, That's okay. Thanks for asking me. Well, you're very welcome. Thank you for coming on. Um, and I'll be keeping in touch with you via Instagram. <laughs> 
This is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I would be really grateful if you could subscribe over on iTunes and leave a rating so that other female creatives can enjoy this podcast too. I'll see you next week.